Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I have one of my favorite humans on today to tell you about an amazing product that we both love. Well, thank you, honey. This is Milkman Mark Hyman here telling you about the almond cow, which I saw on those Instagram posts, and I thought, we've got to have one of these and see whether it is actually as good as it looks. And it is. It's actually even better because there are things that you can make out of it. Almond milk, oat milk. Cashew milk. Uh, coconut milk. Anything you want, you can make in this. And what's great is you have, there are fewer preservatives, less sugar, and then what you get left over at the end is this pulp that you can make into, can make cookies or muffins, so nothing goes to waste. And it's there any time, so if you run out of milk, you don't have to run to the store. It is so amazing. We love it, love it, love it. So if you want to get your own, check out the link and use code Lara for extra savings. Approved by the Milkman. Good movement, and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a lit yoga podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Welcome to Monthly Motivation. This month's motivation is something I'm going to practice myself. I decided October would be a good fresh start for some habits that I want to improve upon with waking up. So today's monthly theme is about waking up well and setting yourself up for success. Because how you wake up really does set the path for the day. It either gets you off on the right foot to set your day up right, or if you've ever heard the expression, she must have gotten up on the wrong side of the bed this morning. That comes from this idea that if we wake up a certain way, it kind of projects how our day is going to go. And we can improve that by changing our habits, by paying attention to our tendencies. So for me, I am a slow waker-upper. I tend to set an alarm, and I do get up when the alarm goes off. So I will mention that in a little bit. But, uh, but I just kind of sit in bed. My husband brings me coffee. But something I've been doing, I have already implemented that I'm going to mention later. I've, I opened the shades to let some sunlight in. But there's some other things I could do to really get my, jumpstart my morning. And I'm just going to put them into practice starting in October. 
And I'd love it if we report back to each other how this goes. But I want to give you the reason why it's important to set your day up um, well. I'm sure everybody kind of knows this intuitively. You might have been told that as a kid, whether it's making sure you eat your breakfast because you need it for the whole day to fuel you or other things. But the way literally you wake up from the time you open your eyes to the next, say, 20 to 20 minutes to an hour, really give you a, a glimpse of how your day is going to unfold. So waking can help us, waking well, getting up and you know starting our day up well can help us improve our productivity, it can help us improve our mood, and it can help us improve our health. And science is actually really starting to uh, discover this as well in terms of research that's being done, that the first actions of the day really determine the way we will behave throughout the day. So that makes sense. We don't want to wake up on, on the wrong side of the bed and be grumpy and kind of groggy and, and, and not productive, but also not feeling our best or being our best the rest of the day. So here are some tips. Going back to that alarm thing, um, a study by the European Sleep Research Society ESRS, confirmed that postponing the alarm again and again, when you hit that snooze button over and over, can lead to memory loss, less reaction capacity, and decreased performance during the day. Well, nobody wants that. <laughs> First of all, we don't want memory loss. And that reaction capacity, that's that adaptability I talk about in Lit Yoga, that ability to respond to what's in front of you. So if you can't respond well, if you don't have that capacity, then most likely you're going to get more triggered by things, you're going to get more exhausted by things, and that'll show up in the way that you you know, go about your day, uh, the way you behave, the way you treat others, and the way you treat yourself. And then we certainly don't want to have decreased performance, which will be that another... Um, aspect of that or result of that postponing the alarm by hitting the snooze button. There's been so many memes about that, hitting the snooze button, but it really is not good for you to do. So what you can do is practice setting your alarm when you actually need to get up. So I always give myself an hour from if I have to teach at 8.30, I get up at 7.30 or 7.25 at the latest. Sometimes I'll get up earlier than that. October 1st, I'm planning to start getting up earlier, and I'll reference why in, in a little bit as well, but um, I, I know I want an hour to get myself ready, productive, energized, and so I set the alarm for when I need to get up. So you should set your alarm when you actually need to get up. Instead of saying 20 minutes beforehand so that you can hit that snooze button multiple times, actually set it and then pause and get up. So turn it off and get up. People have different tricks. Sometimes they'll put their alarm across the room so they have to get up. Um, having it next to you, bedside table is obviously very easy to hit that snooze a bunch of times. So do what works best for you. But really the idea is to start this habit of alarm going off, get up and get going. Take a pause after you set, you know, after you turn the alarm off and it can be just like a minute. Now, there is so many different articles on this about the importance of bringing some source of gratitude into your thoughts immediately upon waking. So you could simply take a minute and just give thanks for being alive, 
seeing another day. These are not hokey things. Until you've been very ill or seen somebody who's very ill or gotten into more of a stage of life where there are the vulnerabilities of aging and you've witnessed people who age and die, you, you don't necessarily have that like in, immense gratitude for the sheer being aliveness, waking up another day. So it could be as simple as thank you for the gift of another day. I'm grateful to be here. That sense of gratitude of for simply being alive sets your mindset. It even affects your the endocrine system, your hormone system, that it's not that toxic positivity. That's when you wash over things. This is, you're alive. That's the reality. And maybe you don't always feel your best. Maybe you're struggling with other things. But today, you're alive. And let's give gratitude for that. Think about how valuable that is just to be, have the blessing of another day. You can create any kind of habit or ritual around that. I've spoken to people on the podcast who have wonderful rituals, you know, like lighting a candle and that's kind of signaling the beginning of the day. You could say your own little prayer or, or um, mantra to yourself, whatever it is that just you put and encode in the beginning of your day. And that really will affect your mood and affect the rest of the day. So in that pause after the alarm, Take a minute and do whatever it is for you that just feels natural and right. And maybe it won't feel natural and right, by the way. So if you've been somebody who gets up and you're immediately feet on the floor, go to the shower, don't think about much, that pause is probably even more important for you. Um, some of you might already have been practicing this, so you know the impactfulness of this. The other thing that a lot of research is showing, and I'm going to work on this, see, I'm putting this out there because these are things I need to work on, is holding off on getting on technology. It is so easy now. It is so easy. We have a phone. We might have a computer. We might have both. But it's really easy to, when you wake up, immediately think that everything that happened overnight you need to check in on, whether it's emails or somebody direct messaging you or trying to look on the news. It's... Um, and it becomes a habit. I mean, before the phone, before technology, I I couldn't have imagined like the first thing in the morning checking in with people and things and um, what I was going to do. I, I focused on the here and now of getting up and taking care of myself and taking care of my kids. Now we have that as a real distraction. So we almost want to imagine going back to like simpler times where there wasn't technology in those early moments of the day. And that's going to be rough for some of us who um, want to fit it in in the beginning. So to me, I always feel like I get a head start on, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, there's always work to do. So it's like, I feel like I'm getting a head start on it. It doesn't impact my day negatively, I don't think at all. But I am willing to try something different because enough of the stuff that I've read has really recommended holding off on doing any emails or technology first thing, like, you know, right out of bed. So let's let's hold me to that. Let's hold you to that. Let's let's give it a try. That's 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 the thing. You try these things and you think and notice. Does your day feel more productive, more vibrant, more energized? One of the best things you can do um, when you first wake up is to open the shades. And I mentioned that earlier. I started doing that about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, when my functional medicine doctor 
recommended that. Um, she was saying like, that is so good for you, for your hormones, for your setting off the day, getting that early morning light, exposing yourself to morning light right away. And there's a lot of now um, great research about the importance of getting light early on in the day. And then if you even want to add to just opening up the shades, think about getting in the light, maybe having your cup of coffee outside. If it's too cold, have it by the window where you're getting some of that sunlight, even if it um, has to go through the actual window itself. Maybe it's not a sunny day and there's things you can do. We know in the wintertime, they talk about um, getting one of the, the light sources. You could sit in front of that, but there's something really important about getting in front of light early in the morning because that actually activates this um, area of the hypothalamus, it's called your suprachiasmatic nuclei, suprachiasmatic nuclei. We have two of them in the hypothalamus. And they physiologically, meaning in the body, all the workings in the body, direct your life. Okay, so from the time you awaken to how and when you fall asleep, the SCN, the suprachiasmatic nuclei, are responsible for that. They have significant influence over our ability to concentrate optimally over hunger signs, like true hunger signs, when you're hungry, when you should eat, um, versus thinking you're hungry and eating for other reasons or not being hungry when you should be, you know, needing to eat. It's it's like a, a circadian uh, tempo, you know, it's like this thing that you have that is like a pacemaker, you know, it's keeping you in rhythm. The circadian rhythm is the, the way, the biological way we um, rise, are active, go to sleep, and our body and our physiolo physiology, all the inner stuff, is responding to that. So the SCN is dictating the way we rest, um, the way we're active. It dictates our um, neuroendocrine function, so our hormones, the way that we feel, our energy, um, our stress, our core body temperature, the autonomic function, which is that sympathetic and nervous um, parasympathetic, so whether we're ready to rest and digest or, or fight and freeze or the kind of more stress-inducing hormones. Um, but the SCN is also dictates and impacts memory. And this is really so important for all of us, but anybody that's aging and knows of somebody who's not sleeping well, who's not waking well, that is impacting memory. There's other things that impact memory, but here's something that we can really take ownership over, and that is how we wake and get that sunlight to stimulate um, the, the, the activation of our suprachiasmatic nuclei. So getting in the morning light is setting you up for a productive and energized day ahead. You could drink your coffee there and journal. But let me mention something about coffee because this is another thing I have been experimenting with, but I'm really committing to in my new habits here of how I'm setting my day up. I love coffee. My husband brings it to me in bed. It's usually the first thing. I drink a little bit of water before I drink the coffee, but I really need to drink more water before I drink the coffee. So it's just hard to have coffee on an empty stomach, but what also we know that coffee is a diuretic. You're already starting off a little behind the eight ball in terms of hydration, and then you drink coffee. So I'm going to try and drink an entire bottle of water before I start drinking my coffee. Um, Eastern philosophy also says that 
whoever drinks a glass of water daily before eating avoids many diseases and prolongs their life. So drinking a glass of water helps also wake you up and activate your digestion in a little more gentler way than with coffee. That doesn't mean you can't have coffee, but just have your water first. We, again, uh, and people like me, I'm, I'm always working on getting enough hydration because I teach, I'm talking a lot, I, I'm not drinking enough fluids as much as I'd like during the day. So I tend to sometimes drink too much at night and that can affect your sleep. So I'm going to try and do more in the morning. So you can have your glass of water or your um, bottle of water while you're in the sunshine and then have your coffee and that should be perfect. Another thing that people talk about, and this is, you know, consistent in a lot of the research, both in things that might, people might consider woo-woo, but in, also in the science, is that journaling is a great thing to do in the morning. Now, there's a couple of di different types of journaling you can do. You can um, journal in this way that's called morning pages. And morning pages is literally right when you wake up. So this, maybe you would go to the bathroom, but maybe not. It's like you're supposed to open your eyes and grab your pen and write in the morning pages. And that is really a way of clearing. It's almost like a brain dump. It doesn't need to make sense. It's like processing the things that you were thinking about in the night that you might not even be consciously aware of. And there are people who do this practice and have been doing it for decades and, and just praise how much it's helped their well-being and their mental clarity and their emotional state. And that's called morning pages where you, there's no right or wrong. It's literally you pick up a pen. And I've practiced this before. I don't have it in my practice right now. But um, I remember thinking, am I going to know what to write about? And it, you just kind of write and it just becomes this um, stream of consciousness. And it is a way of clearing out the stuff in your brain you're not even consciously aware of that is clogging it up. So that's one way to journal. Another way to journal is you could go back to the gratitude thing. You could have a few prompts because sometimes just journaling can become a little bit like a to-do list and you want it to be different. It's fine to have your to-do list, but a journal is actually a way of setting up the tempo of your day, just like the SCNs are kind of setting up the circadian pacemaker of your day, you can set up your, your emotional and your mental state with your journaling. So here are some prompts that I have used, and but there's so many out there. You could literally Google like morning journal prompts. One is, what am I happy about in my life right now? That's another way of, of thinking and having gratitude. So we often focus as humans, it's very, very natural for us to focus on what's not going well, what's what we're not happy about in life, um, what we're bummed out about in life. How about if we flip the script and think about some things we're happy about in life? It could be as simple. I've written before, like, I am so happy this coffee's hot. Like, it could be simple, but that's another thing is to think about how the simple things can make us happy. What am I enjoying in my life right now? So enjoying something might be separate from happy. Like I'm, you, you, it could make you happy, but something that you're excited about, that you're really enjoying. It could be learning something. It be, could be like right now I'm enjoying doing Wordle every day and, and I'm on a um, text group with my brother and, and my husband and we are always like comparing how we did, not in a non-competitive way, but kind of fun. And it's just really enjoying. I look forward to that. And 
Does that bring me happiness? Sure, but I'm enjoying it. And they can, so they can be separate things, you know, um, or that one can fill into the other. Another thing that you could journal about, a, a question, a prompt, what am I committed to in my life right now? When we find um, a direction that we want to go and that we put our action in in place to go in this direction and have a commitment to show up and it 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 fortifies our soul it gives us this sense of i can it gives us that sense of purpose what are you committed to in life and this could be broad sometimes i'm pretty broad in it and sometimes i'm very specific so it could be like i'm committed to you know having this number of dinners with my family a week i'm committed to you know, getting this next um, project on our subscription platform done. It could be work-related, home-related. I'm committed to calling my mom and or texting my mom more often. I'm just giving you ideas, but anything. It could be a big, big thing, or it could be small little chunks that you do in the day. You would be surprised if you just write those three questions down. What am I happy about in my life? What am I enjoying in my life? And what am I committed to in my life? Um, those three can spill out a lot from, from your desires and your passions and your goals and your visions. And then you can also write, how can I make myself feel good today? You could also think that, like, what, what is going to make me feel good? We, it, sometimes we think of, um, humans as being natural narcissists. And I would argue that many humans are not. Many humans are putting themselves last. You might be one of those people. You think about the things to do or the things to get or the things to achieve, but how about making yourself feel good? So when you wake up in the morning and you think about what you need to feel good, you are setting your day off better. You are putting perhaps your self-care as a non-negotiable um, thing you have to do every day instead of kind of an afterthought and a wish People can let months or years or decades go by before they really think, how can I make myself feel good today? And then you can say, how can I make myself more present in my life? And that, so that to me could be, hey, I'm not going to look at my phone right away when I get up in the morning. Because if you do that, remember, it's almost like you're setting the stage, you're setting you're, you're nurturing the garden. You're planting the seeds for how you want things to grow. So if you're more present in that first 20 minutes, 30 minutes of your wake time, you're setting that up for a really good day of being present. And then you could also, if you're somebody that really likes to write down goals, what are five goals I want to achieve today? And they could be, again, small. It could be like, I want to make sure I walk at lunchtime for 30 minutes. I want to make sure that I get you know, all my emails done by 5 p.m., Setting those goals, when we set goals, when we write down things, when we think of them and then put them down into pen to paper, or if you want to put it in your notes, whatever, you are already setting the track. You are creating the brain mapping for these things to happen. And that's why it's so important to do it in the morning because you're setting your day up and, in, and then directing it according to that. So, you know, to help with those goals, think of all the aspects of your life, your, your daily routine, your health, family, personal growth, spiritual growth, relationships, your career, your financial um, state, and then 
make the goals around that. So they can be very specific or they can be, you know, more macro. When we organize our thoughts, we organize our energy, all right? And then we make that energy is going to make our day better. And things, again, don't always go our way, but when we wake up on the right side of the bed, so to speak, we can handle that. That was kind of that resilience or problem solving, um, the re reaction capacity I was speaking of that, that European Sleep Research Society had confirmed postponing the alarm decreased that. Well, we can increase our reaction capacity when things don't go our way by setting ourselves up to, you know, start the day well. Um, the other thing I want to mention about the sun, because some people might, if they're in the summer months, which in October I am not, but, or if you're you've going and living in a sunshine, you might think, well, I've heard that I shouldn't be in the sun because it's not good for your skin. So I just wanted to mention that the morning sunlight has these wonderful beneficial effects of what's called IRA light while avoiding that peak harmful UVR. And that UVR is the one that we do, you know, hear about avoiding. So when you get the morning sunlight, you're avoiding that, that peak harmful UVR. And that, ex that exposure to that morning light is then giving us all the benefits of sunlight without, without any of the uh, detriments to, to, their, to our skin. We're getting the benefits of sunlight for our brain, for our physiological regulation, for that stimulation of the SCN, and so much more. So set your day up for success by maybe getting early daylight, maybe setting your alarm a little bit earlier. I'm going to try that, my friends, because I have heard the magic of getting up even earlier than you're used to and making that a habit because then you have the your, your, you know, you're upending your day or you're starting off way ahead of yourself if you already get an extra hour in, in your day. And those morning, um, many of you probably already do this, but those morning hours are quiet and calm. It's a nice way to start your the regulation of your nervous system in a, in a positive way that you feel calm and clear and that you aren't starting off in this kind of harried, grumpied, um, racing around type of day. I do recognize this is harder when you have kids in the house. I have had young kids in my house, so I totally sympathize with that. But in some ways, people could argue, get up earlier than the kids because that is the time that you can really take for yourself in your own self-care. So set your day up for success. Get that early daylight um, for maybe 20 minutes or more, either drink your water and coffee or a journal. And then, of course, I'm going to have to say add movement because to, that's going to amplify that message to your body that you're awake and ready to take charge. We all know in yoga, we have sun salutations. The yogis really got it right. You greet the sun, you mobilize your body, you're activating the brain for a more fulfilling day ahead. So you can decide, um, maybe after the journaling and settling in of what you want your day to be like, can you move a little bit? Don't be hard on yourself if you don't have an hour. Take 15 minutes just starting to mobilize the joints, getting heat in the body. All of that is going to optimize your day ahead. It's way easier to do it in the morning than at night because you're, you know, you're closing in on the day. And so if you can bookend your day with more clarity and ease by 
by getting up and greeting the day and moving in your body and getting ahead of your hydration and setting your sights on those things that you want to do that day and the things that you're happy about in your life and that bring you enjoyment, that'll enable you to also handle the disappointments in life and handle the things that aren't going well. But if we only focus on what's not going well, that burden and that anguish of, of the things that aren't going well are going to be a lot heavier. And so we, I want to leave you with a couple of quotes because these quotes I think will help you when you're, you know, feeling maybe a little bit like, oh, I don't know if I can do this morning routine or just having a happier mindset or whatever it is. I like to have quotes around my house. I have them in my closet. So I turn on my light in my closet and I see some. And now I have had one up for 12 years and it's like I see it and I feel the words. I know the words. I don't even have to read them. I just feel them. So let me leave you with some, some quotes to write down or think about that can really help that morning mindset. Earl Nightingale said, we become what we think about. So going back to how we start our day, that's, again, why we want to think about what are we content with in our life? Because it is very easy, it is much easier as humans to focus on what we are not content. And think about that. If we become what we think, we are going to be discontent. We're going to be grouchy. We're going to be angry. And we know that life is going to have challenges. So why not greet them with a more uh, clear and more optimistic outlook? Dennis Watley says, happy people plan action. They don't plan results. So again, by planning what you want for your day, you're not attaching the outcome to your happiness. It's actually making you happy to plan it and to be organized in it. So I hope that makes sense. <laughs> Henry Ford, I use this a lot in my teacher training because I love it. Whether you think you can or think you can't, either way, you are right. It's all about that mentality. If you think you can, you will start to believe it. And this is not woo-woo. This is understanding neuroplasticity, understanding how you can change habits. And a habit is the way you perceive things. And a habit is the way you speak to things and feel about things. And if you can believe you can, you will. You'll be right. But if you think you can't, you will be right because those are your thoughts and they're very, very powerful. And then finally, Norman Vincent Peale says, change your thoughts and you change your world, your world, your inner world, which ultimately will help you, but will help those around you. Because if you're walking around, coming, getting off, getting out the right side of the bed, people are going to notice. They're going to feel your energy. They're going to be inspired by it. And they will feel better about themselves, believe it or not. When you're, when, you know, you're not going to go into any of the negativity that others might be unintentionally putting out there because they haven't done this type of, of assessment and work and clarity. So if we can wake up well, setting ourselves up for more success, I truly believe that not only are we going to feel better in, about ourselves, in our bodies, in our mental state, in our emotional state, but I think we're going to be better people. And, and we need more of those in the world because 
Um, there's a lot of struggle and strife, and there's many things we can't do anything about directly. But what we can do something about always is how we live our lives. So let's live our lives by trying to wake up more successfully. I'm in it with you. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on this podcast, any particular um, tips that you have that you practice or insights. You can always write me at support at lityoga.com. I'd love it if you share this with friends or family. Maybe you could all get on board and kind of check in with each other. Having that accountability always helps when you're mapping out a new path, new habit pathway. Um, it really, and it's fun to do together to think, I want to try and wake up um, with a renewed sense of joy and appreciation and gratitude for this life that I'm in. And as always, I'm pulling for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.